let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the right, best life I never Welcome in. Who is ready to cover some recruiting? Well, we've got a show for the Hedges where we do a little bit of that. But today, tonight, tonight, we're going to do more of that than we ever, we ever have before. Now, normally, I'm not a guy that has the megaphone and, and is a yard barker in the, in the center ring saying, you know, this is the greatest ever. This is the best ever. But, folks, this weekend, um, the official visitors that Georgia's hosting – let me just bring that in there. This is one of those moments where you bring in the mic real close. I think it's the greatest, uh, most populated official visit weekend in Georgia history. Uh, last year, the one with Arch Manning, Pierce Sperling, A.J. Harris, Raylan Wilson, C.J. Allen, Damon Wilson. Uh, that Last weekend, that weekend, that was something that even the Georgia staff told them last year that they thought it was the biggest official visit weekend ever. But this is kind of one of those um, – Moments where it's a hold my beverage moment because look what Georgia does in the following year, the 2024 cycle on the same first weekend in June. We're going to cover the doggone it out of that in a minute. We're going to preview uh, the Georgia official visit weekend. It's so major. We're going to split it up. We're going to have to bust up a lot of slides because there's so many official visitors. I think there's seven five stars uh, gobs and gobs more uh, top 100 players. We're going to get to all that. This is going to be an OV weekend preview edition. But first, before we get to that big five, put that five hands up in the air, we're going to do a quick five. This is where we talk about things that were, man, just too big, too, too, too big of a show this week to get them all in. And we're going to talk about our quick five and how things are going to work. The first thing I want to talk about, we'll try and do these really quickly. Uh, first, we want to talk about is Georgia, Elite 11. They have two quarterbacks in the Elite 11. That's Ryan Puglisi, Dylan Riola. Uh, Georgia, for the first time since 2008, that was Zach Mettenberger and Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray, excuse me. Kudos and gold star to everybody out there if you guys got that trivia factoid right. The Elite 11 takes place June the 14th through 16th in Los Angeles, California, and the Dogs will have both of their quarterback commitments there. That is a mighty fine thing. The second thing, and I would follow this under things that make me go, hmm. Everybody remembers that old Arsenio Hall show, that thing where he goes, things that make me go, hmm. I got a hmm here for Clemson football. I don't know what they're doing. Clemson, um, the information I've been told, looking around, Clemson has yet to offer a 2025 prospect. Uh, we're almost in the month of June. We're at the last day of May, and they have not honored, they have not offered a 2025 recruit yet. To me, that's an interesting way to do it. I think it sounds more like a market overcorrection here. Remember the days when Georgia waited so long to offer in-state freshmen and sophomores like Deshaun Watson? That's what it sort of feels like here, especially on the dovetails of Clemson only offering one weekend in June. That's this coming weekend if anybody that's interested in Clemson wants to take an official visit. Sometimes in recruiting, you got to be there. you got to open the doors when the recruits are there. Uh, kind of like Waffle House, you got to be always open. Clemson has a different road altogether when it comes to that. Quick five, kind of continuing to roll on, guys. We're going to get to this a little bit because Georgia, uh, in our show, they just welcome in their final eight summer signees, their final eight signees to the class. These were the traditional um, June, late May enrollees. They enrolled in at Georgia 
this week. But the thing that nobody's talking about is a pair of defensive backs Georgia signed in the 2023 class, Kyron Jones, and then also Chris Peel. Chris Peel ran a 10 point, let me get this right, a 10.46 to win the state title in North Carolina earlier this month. And then Kyron Jones ran a 10.54. Guys, those are the two lowest rated defensive backs Georgia signed in 2022. And those guys both cracked 10.55 in the 100 meters. That is a very, very fast secondary of the future for the University of Georgia. Um, two more to go. Got to make these quick. Number the, the next next thing to talk about is not only is it official visit season for Georgia. Remember that calendar I talked about? When's recruiting season? When's closing season? When's committing season? Well, this is closing season, but Georgia is also going to offer camps galore, evaluation, key prospects, guys that maybe don't have a committable offer but need to come camp and earn it, or guys in the 2025 class that want to make themselves priority targets. This is the time of the year. Georgia's hosting a big camp, big camp of guys on May 31st, going in through like the first two or three weeks in, May, in June at least. Big time camping season right now for Georgia as well. And the fifth thing, getting them to them, getting them, to them really quickly, Georgia has the number one class in 2024 on the 24-7 sports team composite rankings. What does the rest of the SEC look like? Um, I've got it going LSU, Tennessee, USC, and Florida. Those are the top five highest rated classes in the SEC at this time. No Bama. Bama's actually number 16. Of course, that's on the 24-7 sports team composite, which takes into quantity of recruits. In terms of quality of recruits, Georgia is still number one on the on three uh, team rankings. Georgia is number one, followed by Bama, Florida, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So you see some outliers there, some unique uh, commonalities there. South Carolina and Tennessee both right now have top five classes in the 2024 cycle, according to those two major recruiting services. Guys, that was quick five. Here comes the big five. Put your five hands up in the air. Let's go number one with a loaded official visit weekend. This is so big. We've got Miss Kaylee Mansell splitting up her slides, splitting up her charts and graphics because this is too big to put on one graphic slide. Georgia with all the official visitors. Before we get started, let me whet your appetite with a cool fact. Cool fact of the show, guys, Georgia only has 56 official visits permitted by the NCAA. That's all you get for a program, 56. Now, the kids, they get unlimited, but Georgia, they get 56. Now, counting Memorial Day when they hosted, excuse me, the scavenger hunt weekend, not this past weekend, but two weekends ago, when they hosted five officials, counting this weekend and the following weekend, Georgia is going to host approximately 38 official visitors in just three weeks. That's going to leave 18 for the rest of the cycle. Of course, that's a pretty clear tell about how Georgia likes to get it done. Georgia wants their official visits to take place in May and June, and then they want to win championships during the season and not host prospects on game day. Let's jump into it as we're going to cover some Georgia recruiting. Folks, I said it earlier. I think this is the biggest, most monumentally mammoth weekend of official visits we've ever seen in Kirby Smart's Georgia, which equals – the biggest ever in Georgia history. Take a look at this. I think that we're starting on the defensive side of the ball. This is a Georgia Bulldogs before the Hedges program brought to you by Kroger. So you got to start on the defensive side of the ball. Look at this right there. One, two, three, four, five. Five defensive five stars are going to be in town this week. 
I guess I'll start with Williams Winery. I think he, if we had to sit there and think, hey, Jeff, what's the biggest official visitor this weekend? I think it's Williams Winery. I think Williams Winery is the type of guy that has true projectional, projectable uh, first-round NFL talent right there. He's the number one DL in the country, number three overall. Uh, Tennessee, you hear a lot, of, a lot of Tennessee and Oklahoma with him. I think Georgia's got to shoot its shot this weekend with Williams Winery, sell Georgia culture, sell Georgia development, um, because Georgia needs that type of guy to play the five-tech uh, across the defensive front in Athens. The second guy, Ellis Robinson, the fourth, that's a Georgia commitment. We, you guys saw the great one-on-one -on -one interview with Ellis Robinson on Dog Nation's conversation last week. Dylan Stewart, the number two edge in the country, that's another guy that I think Georgia's not in the best position. It needs to be uh, Dylan Stewart. Likes a bunch of schools now. South Carolina is really kind of up on, up on his list as well. So he took a recent visit to Tennessee. That's another five-star visitor, Justin Scott. Uh, out of Chicago, Illinois, folks will like to think that Georgia is in great right now with Justin Scott, even though he hasn't made a significant visit to Athens yet. Well, that changes this coming weekend. The nation's number three defensive tackle out of St. Ignatius in Chicago, Illinois. Georgia has a chance to really move the dial uh, with Justin Scott and get in maybe that closing season with Justin Scott. Another commitment here, you're going to have a mix this weekend of core anchor commitments and also major targets. Demarcus Riddick is a commitment, but he is tenuous. That's what we can say. He's the number three linebacker in the country. He's out of Clanton, Alabama, Chilton County, Alabama, and Auburn are certainly looming there at the linebacker spot for Demarcus Riddick. Another core commitment here, Peyton Woodyard out of Bellflower, California, St. John Bosco, the number four safety in the country. DeMello Jones, we're going to talk a little bit more about DeMello and Peyton Woodyard later on in our program, but the number six safety in the country, DeMello Jones is out of Swainsboro. That's another Georgia commitment. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you got two other really big targets, Justin Green out of Mountain View High School, nation's number 12 defensive tackle, number 101 overall, really changed his body. We've been talking about him for a long time, 6'4", about 265, Georgia gets the first bite of the apple with Justin Green's officials. I think Justin Green is going to take his officials in June, figure things out in July, and make a commitment before his senior year. And then another young man here out of Tuskegee, Alabama, Joseph Phillips, kind of a bigger backer, number nine linebacker in the country, number 122 overall, just took a recent visit to Georgia. He's back this weekend for his official visit. If you're looking there, guys, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Sounds like Sesame Street with uh, count, counting the numbers here. Those are eight top 100 prospects in town. That is just on the defensive side of the ball. Of course, Georgia's got a horde of guys, a pack of dogs coming to check out the defensive side of the ball and then the offensive side of the ball. Our number two on our big two is, like I said, this is so big of a show. We got to split up these official visitors because there's so many. I think the number I have is approximately 15 official visitors this weekend. You got the offensive side. It starts with the front man, Dylan Riola, number one quarterback in the country, number one overall prospect. He's a Georgia commitment. Let me take this from the top with some of these names. Nykar, also a Georgia commitment. The rest of these guys are major targets. Ryan Wingo, let's start with him. Number five receiver in the country, number 21 overall. Ryan Wingo is going to take a bunch of official visits. I think he might take six or seven. I think he's going to take his recruitment deeper into the season than most might think. 
205. He is a five-star wide receiver. Uh, Tennessee is a school you hear a lot with Ryan Wingo as well. He just took a recent unofficial visit, excuse me, a recent visit to tech, check out the volunteers as well. Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy, the nation's number two back. Uh, Texas seems to be the team to watch here, but Georgia is gotten, has gotten an official visit, and I think Georgia has had this official visit set for so long. Another guy here, Nye Carr, number 48 overall, number nine wide receiver, another Georgia commitment. Again, this weekend is about having a great mix of key commitments in the class and also key targets. Uh, Daniel Calhoun, that's a name that Dog Nation knows really well out of Walton High School now in Marietta, Georgia. He has transferred from Centennial High School for his senior year. 6'6 plus, 355, rated as the nation's number five offensive tackle, still a top 100 prospect. Daniel Calhoun is also going to take a slew of his official visits. Alabama's in the mix. Tennessee's in the mix. Georgia is, of course, in the mix. Um, Calhoun is a guy that even though he's rated as an offensive tackle, you should see him maybe project to be an offensive guard uh, on Saturdays in the future. Another guy here, and this is Todd Hartley continuing to shoot a shot, even though he's got Colton Heinrich and he's also got Jaden Riddell. Carter Nelson, the number eight tight end in the country. And, folks, this guy is a modern-day decathlete. He does the 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters. He does the pole vault. He does the high jump. He does about everything. He, he, he plays all over the field for his high school in Ainsworth, Nebraska. He's the nation's number eight tight end. He's an All-American. He's about 6'4", 205. Supreme athlete, the type of guy that Todd Hartley just finds, no matter what the rankings say. He's going to be in Athens on his official. And then also, big, easy, Marquez. Marquez, easily, 6'6", plus, 330. Number 23 offensive tackle in the country, number 263 overall. Out of the state of Illinois, Marquez has had his, had his official visit slated for so very long to come visit Georgia on the first weekend in June. And we remember from our reporting of, of the last couple of weeks, one of the things that Casey Poe, Casey Poe was told by Georgia offensive line coach Stacy Searles that a lot of those priority targets, those visits have kind of been lined up like an air traffic controller. They want the priority guys. They want the big guys coming in first. And, guys, there's a future where maybe every offensive lineman except for one that Georgia signs in the 2024 class is upwards of six, 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 six feet, six inches, six feet, seven inches as uh, Stacey Searles tries to replace a lot of big bodies with this 2024 cycle because Georgia is certainly going to uh, turn over a lot of offensive linemen with its team after the 2023 season. Guys, that is a complete comprehensive preview of the official visitors in town this weekend. There might be one more show up. There might be one more surprise official visitor show up as well. That's a good grasp. That's getting our arms around it right now. Let's move on to number three. Number three on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. We've got um, move-in week. Everybody remembers move-in week, right? Everybody remembers moving into college, the dorms, the parking lots, the, the things you needed to bring into the dorm, the packing, the storage bins, the containers. Well, that's what the final eight, remember, eight remaining signees in Georgia class did this week. I think Georgia football Twitter put out a pretty cool video. Uh, we wanted to show that with you right now here on Before the Hedges. We've got Georgia. Move in, guys. Pay attention. Look for the UGG sheets from Troy Bowles, the number six linebacker in the country. But to today's video, 
Uh, we wanted to show you from Georgia Football Twitter. Um, we've got um, something coming up down the line. But first of all, let's take a look at who those names we're going to find in the video right now. we got some summer enrollees. Troy Bowles, son of Todd Bowles, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number six linebacker in the country, number 80 overall. Troy Bowles, uh, part of that global domination linebacker core when Georgia signed, I believe, three of the top six linebackers in the country. Um, Bo Hughley, another guy that, out of Langston Hughes, he was a summer enrollee. He just graduated from Langston Hughes. Top 110 overall prospect right there. Daniel Harris, guys, I want you to remember this name because Daniel Harris is my sneaky pick for somebody that is really off the radar in the 2023 class to really, excuse me, in the 2024 class to really make some quick early noise. Daniel Harris is long. He's got an NFL-type body. He is a sub 11 seconds in the 100 meters. Wound up as the nation's number 20 Number 19 uh, overall cornerback prospect, another top 200 signee in the class. Georgia had a commitment, and then they lost it, and then they got a recommitment from Daniel Harris as he was looking very closely at uh, the Hurricanes down in Miami. Um, Chris Spiel, we mentioned him earlier about him in the 10.46 in the 100. He's a guy, Georgia is stacking up these DBs that can kind of be like Javon Bullard. Can play some star, can play some safety, can play some nickel, can also play some corner if need be. You've got Chris Peel, a big physical guy. Probably that, that height and weight's probably not accurate. I bet he's probably 180, 185, 190 right now. Big body with a lot of speed, the number 22 overall corner in the country. Another All-American here, Kelton Smith. This is a good time to talk about offensive linemen in this class. Georgia's offensive line room needed a, a replenishment, needed a re-up of some talent. They're getting three big bodies out of the 2023 signing class uh, this week to join the program. Kelton Smith is out of Columbus, Georgia. He was an All-American Bowl uh, pick. He went to the one out in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Kelton Smith can play either maybe a guard or a tackle. He's one of those swing linemen. Looked very good at the All-American Bowl, I might imagine. He is now on campus as a dog. Jamal Merriweather, folks, this was the late flip the late flip, Georgia flip from Central Florida out of Brunswick, Georgia, 6'6", 295, got a lot of tools, could quickly um, find himself, um, could quickly find himself not treading water, doing okay at Georgia. He's got a lot of skills, a lot of skills that Georgia liked, and they flipped him from Central Florida, Florida late in this class. And I'll just underscore what I'm saying here, guys. These three offensive linemen, Georgia really needs to get a hit in terms of a long-term contributor and see great signs and great progress, great potential out of these three young men so far in fall camp in 2023 for the future of the Georgia offensive line room. Another name here, he was rated actually as a running back, Kyron Jones out of Charlotte Christian. We got the asterisk next to his position because he's rated as a running back, the number 46 running back in the country. But um, Kyron told us he'd always been seen as a, a defensive back a cornerback, an interchangeable uh, Swiss Army knife DB for Georgia. Another guy out of Charlotte, another guy that ran a 10-5-4 in the 100 meters this spring for his high school. Kyron played a lot of running back, though, for his high school team, and that's another piece for Georgia's secondary that adds a lot more speed. And, folks, I'm going to tell you this, Peyton Woodring, number one kicker in the country. You've seen a recent next-generation uh, profile, a next-generation story. Uh, on Peyton Woodring. I'm going to tell you, number one kicker in the country. 
He holds the state record for the longest field goal in the state of Louisiana. And folks, if you're not wondering or worried about kickers right now, I want to take you back to the Peach Bowl against Ohio State. Remember how that game was decided? Decided on a field goal. Remember how Georgia missed three field goals in that game as well that made that last kick so important? That's why Georgia adding the number one kicker in the country in 2023 only bodes well for the future of the dogs. Peyton Woodring has a bazooka for a kickoff leg as well. He can hit some seeds. He can hit some absolute nukes into the end zone. Peyton Woodring, a multi-sport athlete out of the state of Louisiana. Guys, you want to see what's going on with all those new, uh, those new enrollees. You want to see them moving in. You want to hear about those Ugg sheets. You want to see Glenn Schumann helping some of those prospects move in. Take a look at it right now. Georgia Football put this out uh, on Twitter. I thought it was pretty cool. It's time to get it working, man. TV set up right here. I have shoe display right here. You know, we got a little closet action right here. We got nothing in it yet, but we're gonna unpack the clothes. Yeah, that's really, that's really all it is right now. Go dogs. What about those UGG sheets? I tell you, the the guy with the NFL dad has some pretty nice five-star taste right there, doesn't he? Of course, it's probably angling for an UGG's NIL deal or something like that in some alternate future or alternate timeline right there. But those are your early enrollees. The 2023 signing class uh, is all complete they're all in Athens and they're all ready to get better and get hungry and start chasing their own ring uh, on the campus of the University of Georgia that was three coming up with number four number four we're talking about DBs and we had to show you this part to tell you the next part uh, guys I think it is awesome the way Georgia is trying to attempt market domination market monopoly with every DB almost every elite DB in the country right now. Georgia, for the longest time, has had a core of DB commitments in the class, a lot of versatile, a lot of interchangeable defensive backs right here. Let's take a look at the graphic right here. I think Georgia is on the verge of putting together maybe like Thanos in Infinity War, putting together all the stones. I think Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, and Fran Brown are trying to get all the stones in the gauntlet for Georgia's back end dream a secondary maybe it's a secondary of dreams not a field of dreams or maybe it's a secondary of nightmares i want to take a look i want to take you right here take a look at this db commitments right now georgia currently has four defensive back commitments they're all top 100 prospects look at this the number three safety the number four safety the number six safety um, georgia is trying to put together i think maybe two are three more pieces to, to its class here. And one of those would be the five-star safety, K.J. Bolden, who I think can play corner, could play slot, could play in a lot of positions, even though he's rated as the nation's number one safety. But look what Georgia's doing right here. They have the number one corner, the number three safety, the number four safety, and the number six safety. Folks, we wrote about this recently on dognation.com. If Georgia would, was able to, would be able to add maybe a piece like Bolden and then maybe a piece like Cam McKell to this class, those would be, that would be six DBs rated among the top 
150 players in the country. And there's a future very near and dear coming down the track, guys, where Georgia's going to play some teams in the college football playoff, the expanded, expanded college football playoff. And they won't sign this many guys in three or four recruiting years. Not this many guys, this talented. You're talking about two potential players in the top ten overall in the country, and Ellis Robinson and K.J. Bolden. And then you got Hayward, Woodyard, and Jones. I think Jones and Hayward there are guys that can play nickel, the guys that can play the star, guys that can play a little of corner because they do play corner in high school for their high school teams. They're going to give you a lot of that versatility that Javon Bullard has shown so far at Georgia, now with him very likely to move back and play safety in Chris Smith's spot right there. And then you have more of a traditional three-down, in-the-box, run-fitter, run-stuffer safety and Peyton Woodyard as well. Uh, who happens to play for uh, the four-year starter for the defending national mythical champions in St. John Bosco, who's also a guy that's been starting for all four seasons of high school as well. You got that present here, and look what Georgia could, could do. This is what Jalen Hayward, A.P. Hayward, you want to know what A.P. is for? is because he likes himself some Adrian Peterson. Um, that's what he was nicknamed because he used to run the ball a lot in rec league growing up. But this is what he had to say recently. He's like, you know, one of the questions was like, why in the world would Hayward stick? Or if Bolden comes or Mikel comes, then why would Hayward stick? Because Miami's coming after him. And he said this. He said, honestly, I feel like nobody would be able to throw the ball on us really well at all. Where do they go? How do they attack? Where are they going to throw the ball when we're all on the field at the same time? That would be a scary sight for a quarterback to behold. And what A.P. Hayward is talking about that right there is if Georgia's got a future secondary with – uh, a guy like Ellis Robinson on one side and maybe A.J. Harris on the other, and your safeties might be uh, – your safeties might be K.J. Bolden and Peyton Woodyard. It might be DeMello Jones. It might be Jalen A.P. Hayward. Uh, it might be another player that's still around at Georgia. Might, maybe a Malachi Starks. Maybe a Janelle Aguero. We hear it a lot, you know, what's a DBU? What's a no-fly zone? When Georgia puts together that stack of talent – it would be great. I mean, not only would be great, it would be something we haven't seen at Georgia before. And that's one of the things we try to do in this program is we try to tell you what's coming down the track, what's coming, uh, what's coming between the hedges before they get to the hedges right there. And it is a glorious DB future in Athens. Speaking of DB futures, we're on our big five. This is our last one of our big five. We're, this is the week where we do our, our position by position glance. This is the part of the show where we go over a spot on the field. I think the lines are so blurred right now between corner and safety and DB for the rest of the class. I just decided to combine it all right here into one position because really there's really not a true cornerback that Georgia's going after now. So that's really not worth a, a glance or a segment on one of our weekly shows and probably not the same for safety. But if you throw them all together, you got a good look at who Georgia could potentially close with. And you got the DB recruiting glance. You see a couple of different positions right here. K.J. Bolden. Number one safety in the country. I believe KJ's actually the number eight or number nine overall prospect in the country. Charles Lester's a guy that visited Georgia a lot, currently trending to FSU. There's some names here, guys, that we're just going to give them uh, their due on the DB recruiting glance because Georgia's giving, him, giving these young men one of those vital official visits remaining. And we established earlier in the show there's only going to be about 18 or 19 left after the second week of June. Uh, Charles Lester currently trending towards FSU. Xavier Filzami 
out of McKinney, Texas, the number two safety in the country. He's going to get. He's currently still expected to take his official visit to Georgia. He's currently committed to Florida. Cam McKell out of Statesboro High School. Cam took his official visit to Georgia during the scavenger hunt weekend. He recently took an official visit, I believe, to Tennessee. Number one athlete, number 11 athlete in the country, number 133 overall. Some schools see him as a wide receiver. Some schools see him as a corner. Some schools see him as a jack-of-all-trades DB. That guy is on the glance of who potentially could join the Georgia class. And then the next few guys, Lewis Solomon, that's of Sly County. Uh, in Ellaville, Georgia, number 15 athlete overall, number 186 overall. Don't believe Georgia has set up an official visit with Mr. Solomon yet. You hear a lot about South Carolina with him. J.B. Brown, the number one player in New York, number 21 athlete, number 242 overall. That's another guy that Kirby Smart went and saw during the uh, January and the spring evaluation period. He landed his helicopter there. And then we recently talked about him at length on a Before the Hedges program, a guy named after the Number one Kryptonian in the world, Cal L. Pascal. Cal L. That's the Kryptonian name for Superman for Clark Kent. The parents really got clever with that first name. He's a defensive back out of Miami. Georgia recently offered. Fran Brown has taken uh, a, a liking to him, has been recruiting him for some time. If you want to talk about a guy that might fit into the, the end of Georgia's class, when remember, Georgia's class saw a lot of names like Kyron Jones. Um, Jamal Merriweather, a lot of guys late found a spot in Georgia's class. And that might – Kal-El Pascal, J.B. Brown, those guys might be kind of a couple of candidates for those, you know, last – potential last addition to the class. Class, Folks, that is your DB recruiting glance. Folks, that is your big five for May 31st, 2023, previewing an awesome, an amazingly astounding – uh, constellation of stars taking their official visit to Georgia this weekend. If it feels like I'm out of breath, because I almost am out of breath from talking about all those stars, all those five-star prospects, all those top 100 prospects that are going to be visiting Athens this weekend. And folks, next week's show, you're going to have another big monster one just like that. Guys like KJ Bolden, guys like Ryan Puglisi, Sammy Brown. Another big weekend of official visits are coming for the 9th of June as well. But that right there, guys. Uh, is your um, setting the table, um, putting out the play settings for what potentially how the big dogs could eat on their recruiting trail uh, this weekend with their first set of June official visits. Could be a lot. Could be a weekend that certainly shapes the Georgia football 2024 class and the program for years to come. Speaking of, those, what happens after your big five, now we get to the weekly offerings type of thing you're used to seeing every day, every week, every Wednesday on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. I uh, want to make sure I take a breath right here and say thanks to everybody watching on the homepage, watching on Twitch, watching on YouTube, watching on the Dog Nation Facebook. I'm in the comments right now hanging out with you guys as well. Hoping you guys are enjoying the program. Hoping you guys can um, support the program. Give us a like. Give us a share if you've seen anything. Got any information. We've covered anything Georgia football recruiting-wise to get you set up for this weekend's huge slate of official visitors. What does the rest of the class look like? What does the big picture look like? Let's start it off right now with our 2024 class breakdown. What's changed since last week? Go right there to tight end. Four-star Missouri tight end Jaden Riddell. Jaden actually has a pretty good relationship with Williams-Winary. Those guys are growing up maybe 20, 30 miles 
apart from one another in Missouri. Um, Jaden Riddell is going to be a guy that's going to continue to work on Williams Winery about him coming and coming to Georgia and being a dog. Number one tied in in the country, according to on3.com. You see Marcus Harrison. You see Malachi Tolliver. Wide receiver has Nikar and Nitro Tuggle and Sokovi White. Uh, Dwight Phillips Jr. is the running back commitment. And, folks, we mentioned that earlier. Dylan Riola and Ryan Puglisi will be competing uh, amongst the other 2022 top quarterbacks in the country at the Elite 11 out in California on June the 14th through June the 16th. It's the first time the Dogs have had two quarterbacks at the Elite 11 since 20, excuse me, 2008. That was Zach Mettenberger out of Oconee County and Aaron Murray out of Tampa Plant. Aaron Murray actually went on to win the Elite 11 MVP last year, way back in 2008. And gosh, that certainly seems like a long time ago, just thinking about that. There's your offensive breakdown. Let's take a look at the defensive breakdown. Uh, Whoa, we got to look at the specialist, special teamer right there. That is Drew Miller, the number one punter in the country. Also a great kickoff leg, also a great holder. It's amazing how Georgia continues to have the number one class in the country by anybody's rankings method or algorithm when they have this many three stars and they have this many and they have a specialist that's not even rated uh, in the class as well. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, you got Demarcus Riddick. He's taking an official visit this weekend. Peyton Woodyard is taking his official visit this weekend. Ellis Robinson is taking his official visit this weekend. DeMello Jones is taking his official visit this weekend. Really the only guy that's not taking his official visit this weekend. And Georgia's entire defensive class is Jalen A.P. Hayward. He's going to take his later in the month of June. But that's part of that star-studded um, conga line of five stars. There are going to be seven five-stars um, in, in the class uh, visiting uh, Georgia this weekend. Great uh, imprint of the Georgia defensive background as well right there. Guys, that's your class breakdown right there. Now, it's a time of year. Everybody wants to know what's next. What's that snapshot looks like? What is this most amazing, coolest, most clever, most eye-catching graphic we break out each and every week here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger? That's the snapshot. Look at that. Georgia has 11 out-of-state commits right now, five in-state. They have 10 offense five defense, one special teams. Their 16 commitments ranked number one nationally. Ten of those guys are in the SEC footprint. Five of those guys are beyond the SEC footprint. That's what we always try to do each and every week, showing you how well Georgia is recruiting outside of the SEC country territory. The most commitments in the, in the class are still from the state of Georgia. Um, Georgia has two offensive players among the five highest rated commitments and they have five offensive players among the 10 highest-rated commitments. Three five-stars currently, five top 50 commitments. They've got nine top 100 commitments, and they've got nine top 150 commitments on that side of the ball. Guys, that is your uh, – on each side of the ball, that is your 2024 recruiting snapshot. Now, top targets time. Everybody want to talk about top targets. Everybody want to see top targets. Who's the number one? The number one remains Edric Houston followed by K.J. Bolden, the Buford boys right there. Justin Green, who will be taking his official visit this weekend um, out of Mountain View High School. Number three, Ryan Wingo, taking his official visit this weekend out of St. Louis, Missouri. Number three, number excuse me, number five wide receiver in the country. He's taking his official visit this weekend. You look up and down the list, you see Justin Scott, another guy out of Chicago, Illinois. He's taking his official visit this weekend. Number 10, 
Daniel Calhoun. He's taking his official visit this weekend. Pay close attention to number seven and eight, six, seven, and eight. Cam McHale, Sammy Brown, and Joseph Jonah Ajanye. Uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye is out of Texas. He's going to take his official visit to Georgia uh, on June 23rd. Major for dogs with all these guys in this class right here for the top remaining targets. Um, just off the list, these are the list of the dogs that we feel like are the players uh, in the class that maybe not quite highest on the board, but we could certainly still see them in the class. There's strong mutual affection between both Georgia and the said prospect in question right here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Georgia has a list of about, you know, we try to keep this around 20 to 22 names, guys that we still feel can see in the class. You're going to see a lot of these guys just off the list that are definitely going to be the type of players that Georgia uh, are working really hard to close. That can, they, they're, they're definitely on the food chain. They're definitely potentially have, have, a, have a way, there's a pathway so they could be in the class right there. You know, some names there you want to talk about. You've got um, Brandon Baker. Uh, he's actually on the um, top remaining targets. But Georgia has a lot of guys. Aiden Breeland, a guy that just basically set his official visit to Georgia in the uh, month of June as well. A lot of big targets right there. You see um, guys that are coming into the class. You see a lot more guys that could potentially be in the class right there. That's the just off the list. Uh, group of the remaining targets right there. Ethan Calloway um, out of Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Carolina. Christian Clark, one of the big-time uh, running backs. Georgia is tracking. Marquez Easley, going to be an official visitor this weekend. You keep going down the list. Dylan Stewart, that's the five-star edge. Uh, Jordan Ross, he's going to be visiting next weekend uh, in Athens. Marquise Lightfoot. Christopher Jones, Amari Jefferson, C.J. Jackson, Chris Cole actually visiting Georgia today, even though he's got an official visit slated in the month of June as well. He was taking another uh, unofficial visit to come to Georgia, check out things and see how the dogs fit on him. Jamonta Waller, want to make sure I bring that name up again. Really special football player out of the state of Mississippi. He could be an inside linebacker, a traditional backer, or he could be an outside pass rusher. Um, for Georgia in this class, one of those Jalen Walker types. Jamonta Waller has part of a, a team in Mississippi yes. that has already won back-to-back -back state championships. His team is seeking a three-peat yeah. during his senior year right there. L.J. McRae, another name out of the state of Florida. He recently set up his official visit as well. Mike Matthews out of Lilburn, Georgia. He's going to be visiting uh, Park, the Parkview High standout, will be visiting Clemson this weekend with a lot of other major Georgia targets like K.J. Bolden, Sammy Brown. Uh, just off the list, these are the guys that we feel like still have a strong chance, could very well wind up in the class in the 2024 cycle in Athens. Guys, that is your just off the list. That's been Before the Hedges so far brought to you by Kroger. On the studio side of things, once again, want to say – Say thanks to everybody for uh, taking some time joining us here tonight on Before the Hedges. Got to say thanks to Kroger, guys. If you want to say thanks to your grocery bill, you want to say thanks to your grocery budget, why don't you go to Kroger.com backslash sign up. That's where you go. You get tracked in with all those digital coupons. Also, don't forget about the Kroger Boost. Everybody remembers those morning boost programs on Dog Nation. 
and on Dog Nation YouTube where we talked about uh, that special savings program that can save you a lot of money on your groceries and can also save you a lot of money on your gasoline as well for only $59 a month. Guys, that's your call to action. That's your remembrance of, hey, Kroger does some good things. We're so thankful for our partnership here with Dog Nation. And now, who's got a question? Who wants to talk about Georgia football recruiting? Is If we haven't covered enough, let's cover a little bit more right now. Let's go live uh, Q&A here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger, here from Dog Nation. Can't wait. Get your questions ready. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome in. Back porch. Wednesday night live before the hedges. How's everybody doing tonight? Hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. I thought we'd just go back on the back deck like old times sake. Check out the view. Hope everybody's having themselves a great night, great evening, great Wednesday night. Hey, first of all, thank you guys for being a part of the show. Thank you guys for joining in. You guys got a question. Now's the time to let me know. I think my first lap is I will go on the Dog Nation homepage. See if anybody's got some questions. Thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks for everybody for hanging out. Um, let's see. Let's see what's going on on Dog Nation YouTube. So I think one of the things I want to talk about tonight is I, as I look, look through a couple of questions and peruse through a couple of questions is the reason why I wanted to say this weekend was the biggest is because, you know, everything with the University of Georgia is magnified now. They've won two back-to-back -back national titles. They're the number one recruiting class in 2025, they're the number one recruiting class in 2024. And this week they're going to have seven, at least seven five-star official visitors. I think the official visit list will creep up to about 14 guys. Um, you've got so many top 100 prospects. You've got so many defensive prospects. You've got a mixture of guys like um, a five-star Ryan Wingo, a five-star Dylan Stewart, a five-star Williams Winery, um, William Winery. You've got five-star guy they're trying to hold on to into Marcus Reddick. Um, lots of really important visits, momentum, everything else to happen for Georgia. And then the craziest part is Georgia have another tremendous weekend following up. Um, Tom Lavelle, I have a question here. I see Tom, I see your questions for you. Uh, Sonia Prescott wants to see Peaches. Um, Mike Matthews, he has an official visit to Georgia next weekend. Um, this weekend, he's taking an official visit to Clemson. And then the following weekend, Georgia will get his official visit. Um, Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, those are the schools to watch right there. I do have been told, I saw Mike Matthews at the uh, – um, I saw Mike Matthews at the Cam Newton seven on seven, uh, over the weekend. And you know, the things I heard from that tournament is he's going to go into these visits with an open mind and kind of let the visits kind of set the curve for that. One thing is Dylan Raiola has been pretty, uh, interested in trying to get it, get to play with, uh, Mike Matthews had a part of a really talented guy. Part of you. I think Mike Matthews is going to be an all American wide receiver wherever he goes. Uh, Tom Lavelle, another question, man. Thanks, Tom, for a two-pack right now. I think the thing with Dylan is I think you look at Georgia and what Georgia signed last year. Remember, they got Gabe Harris. They got Samuel Impenba. They got Damon Wilson. I think what Georgia signed last year with those top-flight edge prospects is kind of something that gives uh, Dylan a little bit of pause. 
Um, I think I think something that happened recently uh, I wanted to discuss. We talked about this in the first of the show. Uh, Clemson finally came with its market correction today. I thought they were going to wait till the first week of June or maybe their weekend official visits for June. But Clemson finally started offering some 2025 prospects today. I saw an offer that went out from um, an offer that went out to David Sanders Jr. out of Charlotte. David Sanders out of Charlotte. Finally, if Clemson's going to offer a guy, that's a guy to start with. Intriguing how Clemson's gone the last few cycles. I think last year, the first offer for the 2024 class was a couple months early. I think that was in March or April. And that one was to uh, Sammy Brown. Let me see. Marshall Fleming, hope you guys are doing great. Uh, Phil Rogers, hope you're doing great. Um, Stephen Brock, um, Brian Lindsay gives a, gives a shout out. Uh, a lot of Brian Lindsay, Sam, Phil Rogers, got a lot of Sammy Brown fans in the chat tonight. Uh, thought it was cool. Uh, Sammy Brown, uh, everybody else was playing Madden at the uh, uh, on three uh, NIL series in Nashville this week, and uh, Sammy Brown found himself a home in front of Miss Pac-Man. That's just that's just typical Sammy Brown right there. Let me see what else I can do. Folks, first of all, guys, thanks you guys for joining again. Thanks for everybody supporting the show, continuing to support the show. Um, brought to you by Kroger. Um, uh, Justin Hellman, I see a question from you on YouTube. You want to know um, uh, if, if Georgia finds a way to get Wingo and Matthew, Mike Matthews, would they take a six wide receiver if that six is Jeremiah Smith? Well, Justin, I'll make this clear. I think Georgia would take Mike Matthews, Jeremiah Smith, and Ryan Wingo under any circumstances. What they would do is they would probably take a one fewer um, offensive lineman, maybe one fewer running back, perhaps one fewer uh, linebacker, uh, one fewer defensive back. They would make room for those types of players. Uh, Randy Payne, I think uh, Sammy Brown is going to pick a school. I think last time we spoke about it, he's going to try to make his decision in August. He's really about done with this. He's been done with this for quite some time, and now he's got uh, five more weeks of official visits, four more weeks of official visits to take. Um, EGD podcast, uh, I think Peaches is doing good. We had a different groomer, or we had to change up her grooming habits, so she looks a little unique. She kind of looks like a Muppet right now. I don't know if she's camera ready right now. Um James Richard says, uh, greedy bunch. Uh, Army Dog showing off some greed, greed as well. Um, Army Dog Charlie, uh, Georgia's under the scholarship limit now. I think Georgia will be right at the scholarship limit. That's where they like to stay and operate right now. Everybody wants to stay right at that 85. Um, Randy Payne has a question about the tight end from Nebraska. That's interesting. I don't know what Georgia would do there. I think they're gonna, they want to let Carter Nelson take an official visit, see how much he likes Georgia. Of course, Nebraska is certainly making um, Carter Nelson a priority as well. But you never know. You want to make sure a guy like that, that talented, gets a chance um, to uh, check out Georgia. <laughs> Randy Payne, thank you. Uh, Richie Fly, I think it's the Georgia's got a you know a great problem to have. You saw Crystal Ball today go to Florida for Christopher L. Jones. That's a linebacker out of Virginia. I really like in this class, and that to me says that some of the deck chart the deck chairs are getting settled with the linebackers. 
you know, Justin Williams still hasn't set his official visit to Georgia, although there's the thought he might take one in June. Uh, might take one next month, even though we're talking about May 31st here. Um, Sammy Brown to Marcus Riddick. Um, and then um, see what happens with Justin Williams. Keith Thomas, I got you one. That's a night game opener. Anybody, let me see how, see how smart and see how much everybody remembers that. Because I think there's a recency bias in some people's minds. Can you tell me when the last time there was a night game, a true night game in Sanford Stadium? Feels like it's been a lot longer than it actually is. I'm curious how many people will get that one right. What did everybody think about the um, conglomerate of uh, defensive backs Georgia's trying to get get to right now? That's quite a haul. Um, let me see. Let me go back to Facebook, see what everybody's looking at on Facebook. Uh, Robert Maloney, thanks for your answer. Actually, the, the correct answer there, as I see some answers started coming in, it was actually 2021 South Carolina. That was uh, – remember the South Carolina game when Arch Manning was in the stands? Um, Hey, man, it takes you back a lot, a long ways. Remember, the funny thing, I want to give you guys a, a little little bit good dose of perspective here. Do you remember um, when Georgia just recently was going after receivers like Andre Green Jr. out of Virginia, Luther, Luther Burden out of Missouri? <clears throat> and it seemed like Georgia could never get traction with those guys. And now, fast forward, we're talking about basically two recruiting cycles. Um, and look what Georgia is doing now in terms of uh, – They've got a lot of five stars that are definitely nibbling on the hook. And I do think, I, I continue to say, there's something real there with Jeremiah Smith, J.J. Smith. Uh, Steve, Rosie, Arsonia, hope I got that right. Um, um, how big will the class be? I think the number's probably going to be around 28 to 30 guys in this class. Depends on who guys, who goes to the portal and who goes pro. You know, I don't think you could get credit for Buford High from Georgia with Isaac Nada because Isaac Nada actually went from IMG Academy to Buford as well. Uh, Henry Carter, no, I'm not on the river, my friend. I'm actually in my back on my back porch. Um, let me see. Phil Rogers, I see your question. Does Georgia get the last visit with Scott? Are you talking about Justin Scott? If not, that is not the case. But I do expect even a guy like, you know, J.J. Smith, a lot of these guys that take their officials um, this week, they're going to uh, – this weekend and this month, they're going to come back and take some unofficials um, for the season for a game. Wanted to make sure you guys saw uh, the story we wrote recently on Dog Nation about uh, Jalen A.P. Hayward. It was really crazy because Hayward was a guy that, you know, everybody was wondering, hey, how long is he going to be in the class? Is he going to – what happens to Hayward if uh, – what happens to Hayward if um, K.J. Bolden comes to the class? And, you know, really, Jalen Hayward loves it, loves the idea of playing with all these guys, loves the, loves the idea of playing with all these dudes. So um, it's something that is not an issue to him. He, 
really likes the fit and everything he's got from Georgia right now. Uh, Clint Haynes wants to the number one class by how much, the highest grade ever. Clint, I think if Georgia signs 30 guys and they end up with right around where I'm projecting, right around eight uh, five stars in this class, I think they're going to be right at 332, 331, especially with the class that I kind of have kind of putting together in my phone right here. But um, the thing that's going to be very important here is it's going to be some class re-rankings. How big of a boost does Nitro Tuggle get? How big of a boost does Colton Heinrich get? How big of a boost does um, a name like uh, even Marcus, you know, Marcus, Marcus Harrison, and also even Jaden Riddell, does Jaden Riddell get a little bit of boost where he goes up maybe from a number 50 overall prospect to a number 40 overall prospect? You've seen some guys that are, um, you've seen some guys that uh, have slipped a little bit. Um, I think Peyton Woodyard's rankings have slipped a little bit. Um, you've seen even Hayward's rankings slip a little bit as well. Um, Scott Dang Dangar, hope I got that right, Scott. If I gave a percentage of J.J. Smith coming to Georgia, what would it be? Scott, one thing I do is I've been in this business a long time that percentages are really not what they are, I think. What you basically have is guys that are feeling Georgia or not feeling Georgia and any percentages right now. Listen, the sample size is so skewed right now with Georgia recruiting in this environment, recruiting with the number one quarterback in the country, calling a guy like J.J. Smith or texting a guy like J.J. Smith or K.J. Bolden as much as coaches do or twice as much as coaches do. I think anything is in play now for Georgia with Jeremiah Smith, J.J. Smith. I think you see what he's doing right now. He, he's worn – I think he wore a Georgia jersey on so Georgia shirt on social media. You see him, he's given some interviews at the On3 uh, Elite Series, NIL Series out in Nashville. Um, the things he's saying to me, and everybody can interpret those, the things he's saying to me, uh, he's given official visits to Florida, Florida State, and Miami. He's dropped one from Penn State. The things to me seems to indicate that that decision is wide open. Um, Scott, the one thing that I would say, because there's so many variables, I'm not trying to double speak or double talk or give a lawyer's type answer there, but really what you see there is if you, the only thing I can say for certain is, is if something happens with Brian Hartline at Ohio State, then um, I could absolutely say if Brian Hartline is not the wide receivers coach at Ohio State next season, then I don't think J.J. Smith will be a Buckeye next season either. Hopefully that answers your question. So, guys, we're back here on Before the Hedges. We're getting a little bit darker on the back porch here. Uh, for for uh, DogNation.com, I want to again thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank everybody for uh, hanging in. Uh, Greg, you'll know that was not a bathroom break. Uh, Phil Rogers, hopefully everybody can hear me. Uh, little break right there um let me see so phil tom uh phil rogers has a question how's big baby hall looking this summer he's losing some weight man he's getting putting on some good weight and he's changing up his body i think he's going to be a contrib be able to make a contribution to the team this fall let me see uh Let me see. Army dog. Is that better? Uh, hopefully everybody can uh, hear me. Okay. Um, Army dogs pointing out, um, pointing out a, a Georgia boost and everything else like that. Um, let me see guys. Well, things to think about here. Again, 
Georgia has held camp today for a lot of high school prospects that got to work out in front of the dogs. Some guys got offers. Georgia offered a six foot six rising sophomore tight end out of Utah today. Um, Hartley was all over that guy. Um, a lot of key prospects got a chance. There was a huge international group with more than 32 guys uh, from PPI. That was um, that's an company uh, headed up by Brandon Collier. I don't know if you guys remember Hero Canoe from uh, a couple of recruiting cycles ago that went to Ohio State. Um, Brandon is a former college player that has made it his mission in life to get international players spots in uh, college football. And I uh, took a group of about 30 guys to check out the dogs today as well. Um, I'm going to take a couple more questions. If you guys have any more questions, I'm going to see if I can take a lap around all of our platforms and see if you guys have anything else to offer. Um, again, it's a big weekend. Um, another crazy official visit weekend for the dogs. The dogs do these things very well. Remember last year, I think last year's official visit, um, first weekend in June gets a bad rap because everybody thinks about Caleb, Caleb Downs didn't sign with Georgia. Arch Manning didn't sign with Georgia. Uh, Justice Haynes didn't sign with Georgia. But you look at it, guys like Chris Peel, Raylan Wilson, Damon Wilson wasn't even on his official visit, but it felt like an official visit to him because he hung around on an unofficial visit during that stretch. Um, C.J. Allen, a lot of uh, Pierce Sperling, A.J. Harris. I think Georgia batted 500 in terms of the 10 big official visitors that were in town over the weekend. But uh, last year, guys, they did not have seven uh, five-star prospects. They did not have the advent of so many top 100 prospects. Let me see if I can keep up with some of my calculations here. Um, for this weekend, these were things that didn't show up on the show. Um, so they're off the defensive side of the ball. There's five five stars, five top 50 prospects, and seven top 100 prospects. Then if you look on the offensive side of the ball, you have 12 total top 100, uh, top 100 uh, official visitors. And then you have nine top 50 official visitors. That includes seven five stars. Just an uh, embarrassment of uh, riches that are coming to Athens for another big official visit period. That's what Georgia does. That's what Georgia does. And you see now the, the studies that come out where they measure how many schools, how much the school spending is that schools spend on recruiting. Georgia spends almost a million dollars a year more than the next closest school in recruiting. And I think most people would agree and they would concur that it certainly pays off. Um, Let's see, uh, Army Dog, uh, yeah, Hartley is worth his weight in gold. He is a definite lethal recruiter, recruiting asset for the University of Georgia. Guys, it has been another Wednesday night. We had some fun. We talked about all kinds of official visits. We talked about peaches, talked about five stars. We got our Dylan Riola uh, content in here. We met our quota for Ryan Puglisi as well. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully you guys learned something. Hopefully you guys know exactly the full measure of what's coming to Athens town this weekend in terms of official visits. That's what I'm here to do. My name is Jeff Sintel. That has been your Intel. Everybody be great. If you guys feel inclined, give us a like, share, tell everybody about Before the Hedges brought to you by, brought to you on Kroger every Wednesday night. 
it's been great. Uh, it's been a blessing to me to be here with you guys another week. Hope to see each and everybody back here again next week, either right here or on the pages of dognation.com. I can't wait for it. I live for this stuff. You guys have yourself a great night. We'll see you guys again later. Let's on go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.